Yes, people, what's going on? It's episode 262, I think, of Griff's Brain Now. It's me, Griff, obviously. Uh, how are you doing? Sunday, Sunday the 30th. Just have to look at my watch. Uh, what time is it? It's half six. Half six p.m. 6.36, to be precise. And uh, again, with the co-host, Zadie. Say hello. I'm very advanced for my age and I, I can form full sentences. Wow, amazing. <laughs> As you say, I dribble on the face looking at me like, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? Because you ain't talking to me. Um, how's your week been, people? What have you been up to? Um, I, what have I been up to? I've been gigging. Gigging. Uh, gigged on Thursday. That was a big nose comedy in Covent Garden. And then went to Vauxhall on Thursday, just trying to write some new material. See, what happens with comedy is you uh, you get a good set, like 15, 20 minutes, that you can basically do anywhere. That's 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 like your club set, you call it, your club set. And you build that up, and it's like, all right, cool, there's my club set, done. Um, and then what you can end up doing, what a lot of comics do, is you just rinse the hell out of that set and you just do that set everywhere all the time and then um and you don't write anything new whereas i've gone all right i know what that is park it crystallized cool let's just write some new stuff so like this saturday now uh on the 5th of february i'll be at top secret in the afternoon and i'll endeavor to do new stuff there but then when i actually do the gig at uh, matthew's yard at Comedy Utopia in Croydon, I'll uh, be doing... All right, get off the microphone. Get off, get off. Can you hear me? Uh, wait, sorry, what's that? Uh, are you recording? Yeah. I'll wait to tell you about that. Uh... Uh, all right, cool. I'll speak to you about it a bit. Zadie, get off the microphone. That roughly you were here, Zadie grabbing the microphone because she has no etiquette. No... Sorry, it might be, you might have material. No... No podcast etiquette. All right, we, all right. You tell me this story, and I'll see if I can use it in the pod. Then. Oh, <laughs> okay, not paused it. Go on. Charlene's sister went to the Gambia and um, was racially abused by by white people. What? Yeah. What? So there's just there's the minorities are still racially abusing people. Yeah, told you it would be interesting. Um, they're, they're from the Netherlands. Basically, Charlene well, and her family. Have they been run out of South Africa? Is that why or something? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so they um, were all in the same hotel. And the people from the Netherlands tried to stop Charlene and her family going into Yeah, because it's going to be a nice hotel for... Yeah, they said, um, you're not allowed here. You locals are not allowed here. And Anyway, long story short, apparently... Um, then the guy basically was kind of railing up to her partner. He's black? Yeah. yeah. And then um, he was like, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not giving you what you want. You want. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I think um, Charlene's sister started recording yeah. and he, tr- he punched the phone out because the next thing you see is his face coming yeah. the phone. Um, he entitled that and guy. And he started trying to fight the partner. Old guy, young guy. Yeah, old, old, old yeah, bare belly. Yeah, yeah. Not old, like no forties. Yeah, 30, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and basically apparently he'd got three hotel members, three hotel staff sacked when he was there. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's both. It goes both ways, right? In the sense of uh, the entitlement of those uh, those type of white people, those racists, that are in Africa. Yeah, bye. And then the other one, no, 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 you got to listen to it. And the other one is is the is the locals who get really hyped up to see a white face and just associate white with well, superiority. A lot of the people in the Netherlands um, own the hotels yeah. along there. Apparently. Yeah, right. So apparently, like, yeah, animal feel like yeah, it's it's it's, it's their place. Yeah, yeah of course. How of course ridiculous is that? Oh, that's it. That's where I just would never expect. That's where that the white happen. South Africans are from originally, isn't it? Or Dutch. Um, and so they have the Dutch names. Um, they speak Afrikaans. What's the Dutch names? Like Van der or uh, Van. All uh, those names. De. Yeah, D-E. Like, yeah, all those. Uh, they're all Dutch do names. Do can do if you want. Well, so you're, you're doing stuff, though. Yeah, so if you're... Yeah? Yeah, you're going to play in the court? Yeah, you're going to play in the court? All right, cool. All right. I, I mean, I don't mind a bit. I think she's just bored with me. Yes. Me talking to no one. Hey? Yeah. Your bath time in a minute, isn't it? Your bath time. Yeah. Alright. So yeah, back to those Gambians and those, <laughs> those Dutch people. Yeah, it's um that is a crazy story, but it's also not uh strange. It's kind of not not unexpected I say. It's strange but not unexpected. Kind of easily understood by me. But it's it's a shame. You do get that in these countries, right? Uh, where the external forces, the money men come in. I think you're hearing more about it around Africa and the Caribbean. It's like Chinese people as well. They bring the money, they bring the infrastructure, they bring the capital. And then because of that, they're like, this is our place. We, we run this. And it's like, hmm. Whereas you know you couldn't do that in, in certain countries. You know you couldn't do it the other way around. You couldn't go to China and be, you know, be Nigerian in China. And because you bought a hotel, tried to walk around like you own the place or own that corner. You, you probably wouldn't be able to, you probably still have to humble yourself in if you if you are the, literally the owner. You still have to humble yourself. But um, that's crazy. Crazy story. What was I saying? Yes, I was talking about Saturday. Uh, so I'll be doing new material on the Saturday afternoon and then I'll be doing my club set in the evening. You see, that's, that would be the plan. But then whatever works in the afternoon, I'll probably just try and fire that stuff out. Because that's what you do. You just got to test it out. Bomb, 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 bomb until you smash. That's it. That's that's literally what it is with comedy. Bomb, 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 bomb less. Oh, that seemed to work. Nope, too arrogant. Didn't do it properly. Okay, think I've worked out. Let me try again. Oh, little bit. Oh, little bit. Oh, little bit. Random conversation with someone else. Or have a look at your notebook. Oh, I wrote this joke two years ago. Ah, let me add this word to it. Bang! There it is. There's the joke. And that's all right, jokes, people. Um, anyway, so that's what I've been doing this week. Uh, that's what I'll be doing at the end of this week uh, with gigging. Um, I spent this weekend, so it's just been me and me and Zed. And um, it's been cool. I think a lot of a lot of guys um, are very daunted, very apprehensive, right, of looking after their own child. Um, some call it babysitting <laughs> their own kids. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get it. If you're not the primary caregiver, you are. Uh, well, you can feel like you're beholden to 
the primary caregivers' routines and structures and stuff. Whereas I didn't feel beholden to it. I felt more, uh, I felt it made it easier. There was guidance to what I need to do. I just need to keep this pattern going. I'll do that. And that made life easier for me. Um, I guess it would been different if I was just wigging it. I just, uh, and just doing, doing this how I, doing however I think I should do it, right? Um, you can sit over in the background, talk about bogeys. That's, that's what parenthood's about. Um, the achievement of getting a snot out of a baby's nose, um, which I failed to do today. But, <laughs> but yeah, well, one thing it gave me appreciation for is how flipping coordinated you have to be throughout your day. Like, literally, you're hungry cool but you need to make that hunger wait till she has a nap and then you have enough time to make yourself an egg sandwich you stuff like that yeah i have to do today oh let me take her for a walk then she will fall asleep then let me f- finish watching the rest of ozark when we get back and then oh right now she's waking up it's fine i'll finish the episode i don't care and that's how it is that that is that's that's what it was i imagine that is what naomi's week is like but she managed to go out last night which is nice it was nice for her but it's a but. I'm not sure she's realised it. That means she's the first one out of us to actually stay away from home. I've never stayed away from home since Zadie's been born. Um, I've had the bed to myself when no means Zadie have gone to like her mum's, but I've never stayed away for the for the nights. So and now I've got credit in the bank. I'm going on tour. <laughs> but no, we'll see. Anyway. And what's been going on this week? What's been going on in the news? I guess let's get the serious topics out of the way and then we can um, end on the more jovial stuff and then it'll be all good. So one of the themes I've I spotted um, online, you know, the real world that is the microcosm of who you follow online, is um, were stories um, shared from um, shared in the news and it was just the kind of the mis... I said, well, I can't say misinterpretation. I shouldn't say that. The different of opinions. And the sharp different of opinions. But I don't mind different of opinions. It's the different of opinions when one side has seemingly read all the information and the other side hasn't. Story number one. Um, the Maid of Elf stabbing slash um, driving vigilante if you don't know the story i'll explain it to you um i think i've got a link i have very well prepared um so i'll just give you the headline woman killed in knife crash horror as mature student 43 with two teen sons family page wait who writes these headlines this is the headline let me read again women killed in woman killed in knife crash horror um was mature student, 43, with two teen sons. Family paid tribute to mum with Heart of Gold, who died in the street beside Knife Man attacker after both were hit by car of Have a Go Hero now being probed for murder. I mean, it's informative, but that is not a headline. Like, I thought headlines would be, you know, that snappy pun-like. But that is, that's really just a synopsis of what happened rather than a headline. But I guess it works. Um, and then the sub-headline is tributes are paid to a mother or two, age 43, who was stabbed to death by a knife man in Maid Vale. Motorist was uh, arrested on suspicion of murder after children and parents witnessed the horrific double killing. Bystanders had tried to stop knife man 
um, after he pounced on his 43-year-old victim stabbing her over 10 times, but the attack was only halted when Motors ran over the 41-year-old uh, on the pavement, also hitting the victim. Witnesses said the attacker was left pinned under the vehicle and the woman's coat trapped under a wheel. Right, so, from the headline, um, everyone's like, why is this man being arrested? I don't get it. He, I don't, I'll never try to help anyone. The, the, the country's a mess. The laws are a state. What, how are you prosecuting someone who's trying to defend uh, a helpless woman being stabbed? And it's all this stuff. And I understood the sentiment, right? But it's not people ignoring the fact that this man drove his car into someone. <laughs> like, uh, that's not legal. Um, and if you are going to drive your car to hit someone who's committing a crime, if you're going to com commit a crime to prevent a crime, you better make sure that the only person you uh, injure is the criminal and try not to kill them when you do it. Because that is criminal. It's, um, now, should it be murder? No way it should be murder because there's no premeditation. There's no malice to it, right? Um, I think from my uh, reading, it's involuntary manslaughter. It's, the, it's negligence and reckless. It's death through negligence and recklessness. And people say, how is this reckless? I was like, how is it reckless? Um, do you drive on the pavement any time? No. Have you ever tried to use your car as a weapon? No. Have you ever tried to use your car for a precise act? I mean, it's you, you wouldn't use a sledgehammer to crack a walnut, would you? Because it's not the most precise instrument. So would a reasonable person do that? No. Um, also, from the, what was said, uh, the guy actually got out of the car first, kind of pleaded with the knife man to stop, then got back in his car, then drove into him. Um, so it's not even like a passion of the moment, heat of the moment, uh, confusion and you know, you didn't know what you were doing and you just thought it's the only thing I could do to help. It, 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 it may be the only thing he thought he could do to help, but like I said, a reasonable person probably like, I probably wouldn't drive my car into them. And what was making me laugh was the lies that people said in the comments going, well, I would have done the same. What? In what world? You would have done the same. So you're telling me anytime you've witnessed a crime uh, to help prevent it, you would use your car to prevent the crime. You, yeah? Is that what you're saying? Someone's being mugged. You would, or is it because someone else was being murdered? Because unless you're saying because they've been murdered, I would use my car. You're saying you would murder someone who's trying to murder someone else, which is still illegal, right? Like there's very strict circumstances for 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 self-defense to be actually applied in these situations and one of them is you actually being attacked uh two maybe someone you know being attacked um so those things help he didn't know this woman he wasn't in any danger you can really work it out by this really if he didn't drive into this guy what would have happened to him he would have just carried on his day whereas say if the woman for example was to have driven her car into the guy let's say into some parallel universe she gets stabbed once she hops in the car this guy's still attacking her she drove into him there's more of an argument to say oh that's self-defense because this guy literally was trying to kill her this guy wasn't trying to kill him now i think his intentions are pure and and i think you know it's, it's they're in the right place right he when i've seen his statement he really was just trying to do the right thing but 
even if your intentions are good, is to be considered, but if your actions are wild, what can you do? Like the only other crime I can liken it to is if you saw someone's house being burgled, but you know the person who owns the house is asleep, and to prevent the burglary, you set the house on fire. Um, it's just a, and then you kill both the burglar and the homeowner. Now maybe the burglar killed the homeowner while they were taking things, but you've set a house on fire. You can't do that. You see what I mean? It's, now if let's let's say another parallel universe where he has mounted the pavement and he's hit only the attacker. Remember, this is a knife attack. It's not a gun attack. You're not from. There's not space between the attacker and the victim. They they are literally entwined. So it's going to be quite difficult to just hit the attacker. But if you were some trained super stuntman and you managed to just clip the attacker, not even kill him, clip him, uh, just to you know stop him, you knock him out a bit, he drops the knife. I mean, you are a flipping hero beyond doubt. I think the police should go, what? They'll be reading witness statements going, he did that, though you'll be a hero without shadow of a doubt. Now, let's say you injure the guy. Let's say that now you kill the guy. You see how it's different. Let's say you kill the guy and you also hit the victim. You've got to think about these other circumstances as well, right? Because it's about setting a lot of time with these decisions. Uh, it hasn't gone to trial yet, but we'll see. But I think he will get prosecuted because it's about setting a precedent as well. You can't set the precedent of uh, if you want to prevent a crime, you can use your car as a reasonable means. Because let's say now you're play fighting with someone <clears throat> on, on, on the pavement, someone you know, and then someone just mounts the pavement and hits you with their car. So I thought you was hurting them. No, that, that's no, that's that can't become acceptable. It's just, it's just using a car. To, it's just not reasonable force. It's a motorized vehicle. It's two tons of metal versus someone who's just stood there, granted with a knife and deserves to be stopped. But I'm just saying, you can't, you can't ignore the fact they've used a car. And this was one of those stories, one of those crazy stories. Um, then the other story that caught my eye. Um, online this week um, was the story that this headline is wild and I didn't get involved with it um, on the timeline because the, the the headline was too wild and because I saw how people were discussing the the double potential double murder um, I was just like I no I'm not discussing this online because let me if I read you the headline you'll be like what the hell here's the headline ready Student 20, who repeatedly raped girl 12 he met on Tinder, avoids jail after judge said he was immature and thought she was over 16 while his sexualized victim acted suggestively. You read just that headline on its own. You are like, what has gone wrong with this country? This world is nuts. How can a man rape a child over a weekend? and continue like repeatedly and avoid jail uh, this doesn't make any sense lots of people read the headlines and just went throw him in the bin and you bury him under the prison after reading the whole article um to which the guy was charged um with with, uh, with rape and he's on the sex offenders register you read it and you just get overcome with sadness for both him and the girl um 
because it's just a horrible situation. And I know it sounds crazy if having sympathy for the guy, but I'll read you more of the story and then you'll see actually as more details come out like oh this is just horrendous just just horrendous on all all angles and all accounts um the subheadline um jashin joshua maskell 20 from dunstable met a girl on a dating app last year student admitted to raping he admitted there you go to raping a child under 13 and spent seven months in custody i have to skip through the story here to say that he keeps on using the word rape because of the law the law in the sense of statutory rape um, so there was no actual predatory behavior. There's no grooming. He met her on a dating website where she was posing as someone who's actually old enough to be on the website. Um, he was actually seeking a relationship. Like I said, he was just a guy looking for a girlfriend and found this girl and believed she was older. Now, a lot of people are like, how can someone believe a 12 year old is, is, um, is over 16? When you read the details again, you're like, oh, right. But it keeps using the word rape. And I think the newspaper knows what that does to the reader. But, and I guess legally, you can't, you could say, you could say they had sex and then just say what the crime is after. But to keep referring to the sex as rape every time is legally correct, but socially is an absolute drone strike is <laughs> driving a car into the article into the situation really it's just like it, it's so ham-fisted um yes he was, he was sentenced to community order of three years with 200 hours unpaid work must complete 40 days of rehabilitation and 48 sessions of maturity program um so if i find the details yeah so Joshua Maskell, 20, met the girl on the dating app last year and travelled from London to Dunstable, uh, Bedfordshire, to meet her. They spent two days travelling around the capital together and had sex in various locations, including the car park at Westfield Stratford Shopping Centre last May. Following his arrest, Maskell admitted to having sex with the girl. See, they've changed it there. Because they know you have, you're too disgusted to read this far into the article, that they now changed it to, to having sex with the girl who was two months short of her 13th birthday, but insisted uh, he generally thought she was over 16. Um, he admitted three counts of rape of a child under 13 in, in the London uh, Crown Court and spent seven months in custody until he was released on bail last month. I want to read this whole article because I think it's actually important to hear all the details. Um, so Judge Freya Newbury said there was no suggestion, suggestion Maskell had any paedophile tendencies at all, adding that he thought um, she was an adult because she had a car and a place to live. So this 12-year-old had somehow had a car and her own place, or uh, presented as having a car and her own place. You see what I mean? Like, put it like this. If the guy was a paedophile, would he go onto uh, a dating website for adults to meet a child? No. You see what I mean? That's, it's like when someone gets with... Uh, when you heard stories about people getting with underage girls in nightclubs or at concerts, things like that where there's an age restriction so you live your life with the assumption of why everyone in here is old enough because you've done the checks, Right? Um, you've, you've verified her age, so why do I need to verify it? That is the advice I'd give to anyone I know. I'd be like, you need to verify that yourself because it's only you who's going to prison. 
Um, but then there's also the argument that if you feel like you have to question someone's age, then they're probably too young for you, or at least too young looking for you. Anyway, you see what I mean? I don't know. I mean, if you're questioning their age for that reason, if you question their age because you just want to meet someone who's nearer your age, like say if you're 25 and you want to know if the girl's actually 24 rather than 19, then I guess that's fair. But anyway, that's the point. You need to verify it yourself. But in this situation, it's a mitigating circumstance. Anyway, um, so yeah, so what... What there is instead is a young man who is relatively ordinary, immature and possibly naive, she said. You said in your interview that you thought she was an adult because she was on Tinder saying she was an adult. And you've explained that because she had a car and a place to live, that she was, of course, an adult. In other words, you didn't know that she was 12 or that she was under 16. You were shocked to discover that she was so young when you were arrested. The judge went on to describe CCTV footage of the pair together. It shows that she wasn't in distress while she was with you. And at one point she seemed to act um, in a sexually suggestive way towards you. She said, this is the judge who said this right now in the headline, it, it makes it look like that he's been let off. The headline read that he's been let off of raping a kid because the kid wanted it. It's how the headline's written. But if you read it, it's no, what it's saying is that they're, there is, how can I say it, there's physical consent. There's obviously no legal consent because she's a child and she can't consent. But the point is there's almost like a physical consent. There's a willingness to be there. And then it raises the question of, wait a minute, why is a 12-year-old being suggestive and, you know, sexually suggestive? What has happened in that 12-year-old's life where she's now behaving like that? What's happening in that 12-year-old's life where she's posing as an adult online to talk to older guys. I mean, I guess we can add one and one together to work out what has probably happened in that life. She's probably been a victim of abuse herself. But it's, it's these questions that get skipped over because we just get the pitchforks out, read the headline and just, let's, let's murder the guy. Um, or we get the pitchforks out and just demonise the girl like she's too far, she's too loose, she's too grown, she's just she's this she's that it's like no he's a victim of this circumstance and she's a victim of life it seems and it's it's just sad it's a sad story man um she was undoubtedly a highly vulnerable child herself see the judge obviously reasons well um she was sexualized and active on social media including tinder pretend to be an adult the law does exist to protect vulnerable people like her even from themselves Maskell did not groom and exploit the girl and he did not use force, she added, but because of her age, she could not consent. See, it's just, it's literally illegal. It's an arbitrary thing in law in the sense of, you know, she can't consent. Not saying it shouldn't be, but I'm just saying that's what it is. Judge Newby accepted he met the girl innocently on Tinder, but said he should have checked her age. And that's the point I make. You've still got responsibilities to check the age yourself, right? Uh, when you were communicating with her, you were hoping that you might have a relationship with her. You, what you were looking for was a girlfriend, not a victim. Um, yeah, no, I think that's enough actually, because all the rest is now just, just, just adding just source to the story. But those are the circumstances. Now, back to the original point I was making is, when you read the comments now, it's people who just like throw him away or throw her away. It's like people feel that they need to just fall. There's black and white. You just need to fall on one extreme or the other. There's no nuance, no context, no just 
oh, actually, this is difficult and this is sad for both people. Or you could be sad for neither. You know what I mean? You, you could disagree, disagree with and bring a third perspective to a situation, but it's just like, yes, no, right, wrong, agree, disagree. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's on those four... There's four spectrums, yeah? Or four um, axes. Yes, no, right, wrong, agree, disagree, and... What's the other one? Oh, I can't think of it. Yes, no, right, wrong, agree, disagree, and... uh, I'll I'll, I'll remember it later. I can't think what it is. Um, Oh, man, it's going to bother me so much. Um, so am I the true or false? Right, wrong, yes, no, agree, disagree, true or false. Maybe, maybe that's, that's, but basically when we hear information, I think I've said this on pod numerous times, when we hear, get information, we just smash it into those boxes. One of those, one of those, on those scales go, right, that, no, that's wrong, uh, that's true, disagree, false. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, and you just see that lack of discernment. I think sometimes when you surround yourself with people who are a bit more nuanced and have context, you get this false sense of everyone else being around you like that, but then you realise probably it's the other way around. More people are probably just, no, I ain't reading for all this information. I've made my judgment on this. And if you try, and rather than you come with your nuanced view, they're still judging it on the headline because the headline is horrendous. So when someone goes, oh man, this guy, I feel sorry for him. They're like, you feel sorry for a man who raped a child. It's like, um, okay, if you put it like that, technically, yeah. But <laughs> no, that is because that isn't the situation that's happened. And um, yeah, it's just one of those days on the internet where I... I was happy with myself. I made progress where I thought I'm not diving two feet, two foot into this conversation. I just, I'll, I'll say this for the pod, talk about it with a bit more care and consideration rather than try to summarise in, uh, in so many characters on a bloody thread. So it's just there forever and can be just taken out of context. Nah, not today. Um, right, what else has happened? What else happened um, in the news? Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, so um, what else happened? Oh, on uh, Good Morning Britain, that 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 bastion of of healthy debates and um, <laughs> an intellect, <laughs> there was there was a, there was uh, a chat between um, a comedian Leo Kerr, who I've I've gigged with before. Uh, we are Facebook friends and I think Twitter friends as well, maybe even Instagram friends. That's how it works in comedy. Uh, don't worry, I'm not distancing myself from the guy. He didn't say anything too ridiculous. He he just has his perspective, and basically, it was one of those debates where, before the debate happened, I could already tell you what either side's going to say because I'd know Leo's perspective on free speech and offence and uh, go through old um, go for people's old tweets. And stuff, you know, I know his view on, on that. He's, he's got the you know, typical comedian's view, which I have somewhat as well. And then on the other side of that was um, <laughs> Dr. Shola Moss Shogbamamu, and I wasn't reading her name, I remembered it, which I have to remember it because of what I'm going to talk about on the pod. Um, 
And I've spoken about Dr. Shola before. Um, I've said that I feel like she uh, lowers herself having these debates. Um, she is a lawyer, um, an activist, and just an all-round, you know, uh, toward the force of a woman. Right? A very capable, smart, intelligent woman who is one of those ones where you know the saying that if you argue with an idiot, you become an idiot. I'm not saying that Leo's the idiot here. I'm just saying that, you know, when she's having these back and forth with Pierce Morgan and she's just, you know what I mean? These kind of just very low level arguments for someone that like said who's a lawyer and an activist. It's like, you're not arguing with someone who's arguing the same way. Like, I advise anyone, if you ever get invited on TV to have a, have a debate with a comedian, to just, and you're really serious about a topic, then then don't. Yeah, just don't. Because <laughs> it's not going to work out well for you. But I thought I'd know. I knew how the conversation would go on that topic. But one thing I didn't expect, though, oh, was Kate Garraway fumbling in the most... Um, oh, now, here's a question. Is it racist? I don't know if it's necessarily racist. Um, xenophobic? I don't think it... Maybe it's not... Do you know what? It doesn't have to be any of these things. It doesn't have to be racist. It doesn't have to be xenophobic. But it was an absolute car crash. Um, and it probably is, is a cultural thing, right? It's a kind of cultural unfamiliarity, I can say. Um, she's not used to seeing names like that, maybe, you can argue. But here's the thing. Dr. Scholler. Moss Shobaramu has been a regular guest on the show. And I'm saying the name like I've always known it. Listen, I've always known her as Dr. Shola and I've always known her surname to be able to read it, but I wouldn't know it off the top of my head, but I do know it now. And what happened, if you haven't seen the video, is Kate Garraway introduces Leo Kirst and then goes, and we have Dr. Shola Sugar 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 Shola Moss Sugar Shama. Um, sorry, Dr. Shola, I'm not with it today. <laughs> Could you say your surname? Basically telling the guest, introduce yourself because your name's long, rude boy. <laughs> imagine, imagine telling the guest, introduce yourself because your name's long. And Dr. Shola, um, just, yeah, she's always high in my estimation anyway. But she went flying up in my estimation when... Uh, She's. She went. No, I'm not letting you get away with that, Kate. And she's like, oh, 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 because, okay, because just to say it phonetically, read it phonetically. And she's like, okay, Doctor Shola Mos Shogbamimu. And then <laughs> Doctor Shola just gave the most sarcastic slow clap. Meanwhile, Leo's there on the video, trying not to burst out laughing, just smirking all the way through it. Um. Because he, he just knew what he looked like. <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was just great. Just forced her to say her name. And then, this is the thing. This It would have stuck, for me, you can mess up someone's name. It's fine. You can mess up someone's name. If you're not familiar with that name, that name's not culturally similar to other names that you know, or you're not familiar with that type of name. Because I know, I see a lot of uh, my African friends... So, oh, it's funny you could pronounce Tchaikovsky, but you can't pronounce, insert African name here, or Mos Shogbamamu, 
right? But it's like, cool, but Tchaikovsky is famous and maybe culturally relevant to that person in the sense of if Dr. Scholler, if you flipped it around, Dr. Scholler's music was spoken about in that way and revered and blah, 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 blah. And then Dr. Tchaikovsky, that's what would happen in the TV show. It's Tchaikovsky. It's like, oh, okay, sorry. That's, it, that, you know that's what it's about. It's just familiarity. And the way I can explain that is this. How uh, how certain names are, are hard to pronounce, but then, like I said, if you're relevant to you, you can pronounce them. Like football players. If you support a certain team, you support Arsenal. If you don't support Arsenal, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, although apparently it's actually Aubameyang, it's how it's meant to be pronounced, Aubameyang. UEFA every year release uh, pronunciations. Uh, for players' names, and apparently his name is actually Obayon, but um, Obamiang. Um, yeah, you know how to pronounce that without any any strain. Why? Because he started in the Premier League and played really well. Uh, King Kladze, all those kind of names, Mkhitaryan, very easy to say because you hear it week in, week out. Aspilicueta. Arifa Balaga. I did raise this point to uh, a Chelsea-supporting comedian friend of mine, and he said, not true. I go, what do you mean, not true? He goes, we call Aspilicueta Dave. <laughs> I was like, what? But yeah, that's his name. That's his name amongst the fans, is Dave. And I thought, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, so, but like I said, it's about familiarity. But his point, sorry, point I was made, I didn't even actually get to the actual punchline of the story, is... So, if it was just left at that, her messing up the name, cool. But what Kate Garraway does, because, oh, look, <laughs> I I would mess up the name Smith this morning. Um, so, you know, it's, it's nothing It's nothing else. What? Hold on. No, I said it was anything else. And uh, you'd mess up the name Smith. You literally just said Smith with no errors. <laughs> like, if you were going to make that point, you're going to tell that lie. You should go, oh, I'd mess up the name Smith, 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 see, I'm messing up all names this morning, that's what you should have done, but instead you went, hey, I'd mess up the name Smith, so you just said it, and to use the name Smith, you've used an English, traditional, common, I think it's the most common, surname in, in the UK so it's like you've made the point that hey I'm not messing up your name because you're African what hey messing up because you what's it? hey it's not hey why is everyone looking at me in the crew what, what's going on look I ain't racist no one said you were no one said you were calm down but the, the defence was too strong but yeah it was just crap mouth it was just a funny bit of TV that just really didn't need to happen but it happened and it was really fun. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that's it. That's everything I've got to cover this week. Um, I think there was some COVID... Oh, the COVID deaths. There you go. That being revised. Sajid Javid has uh, made this point that uh, maybe not all the, all the deaths have been COVID exactly. Maybe a bit overestimated because it's been died 
within 28 days of a positive COVID test on the death certificate, the reason for death will be COVID. They've said, yeah, probably not COVID. And now they're saying, but Omicron, there's there's the Omicron part two now. There's, There's a new Omicron strain, which I was like, hold on. I thought Omicron was a strain. Now we're getting strains of strains. What is happening? And it's, it is getting to the point where, it, 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 like I said, you just end up sound conspiratorial. But it's the thing of they ramped up the deaths to make everyone stay in. And now you want everyone to come out. Oh, actually, those deaths aren't that big. And they're using time and context to just, just, just flex it a bit. And each time they want to force something through, Ooh, new variant, Omicron, this one's more dangerous than the rest. And then when they want people to go out, it's like, ah, if you get another booster, you should be fine. <laughs> it's just like, guys, just get the message. Agreed, locked in, and go for it. Now, I'm not conspiratorial in that respect. I don't think, um, well, in some respects I am. But there's, a, there's another scarier reality. There's a scary reality that maybe, just maybe, the government don't have a flipping clue what they're doing. There's no big master plan. They literally are just headless chickens reacting, reacting, reacting. Because, like, how do you quantify the deaths? Um, I saw somewhere, uh, a, a screenshot, because I thought the way the person articulated is brilliant. Um, he goes, we know COVID kills in three ways. Absolute deaths, which is low numbers. Um, that is the absolute death rate is COVID has killed you. You got COVID and you died. That's it. That is ridiculously low, that number. Then you have your direct deaths. So your absolute deaths, now you've got direct deaths, which are where COVID exacerbated existing conditions or created life shortening new ones. So you now, because of COVID, you then got, uh, was it that myocardosis or whatever? Like, you've you got a condition directly relate, related to getting COVID. I feel like that's fair to say that's that's caused by COVID. And then you have the indirect deaths. This is people who died due to the reduction of healthcare provisions due to the COVID response. So you're on the waiting list for a transplant, uh, cancer, anything like that. And now that's been disrupted because the war's been shut down because we're only dealing with COVID now. Those deaths are ridiculously high, I feel. Um, but they won't even be counted. But they will be counted in the sense, but they'll be counted, here's the, here's the manipulation, this is how stats work, is when they say how bad COVID's been, people go, oh, well, how you see it is you look at the total deaths from 2019 to 2020 and 2021 and total deaths have gone up. People are like, it's because of COVID. And it's like, yeah, it's because of COVID, but indirectly, COVID hasn't killed those people. It's our response to COVID that's killed those people. And um, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong way of of, uh, of reacting to it. I feel like, you know, you've had to react to it how we've reacted, but it's just this kind of constant politicization of a flipping virus. <laughs> you know what I mean? How how is how are their point how is their point scored from a virus? And that, and that is where we are in this world where some like a virus that could wipe us out is is messing us up as a society. It, it's just used for, for political means. It just shows there's no there's nothing that won't be used politically. Um, 
And the person likened it, I thought it's just really great point this person made. Um, it's on Reddit. It goes, to me, absolute deaths from COVID are like absolute deaths from AIDS. Very rare and not the meaningful statistic to consider. It's far more important to understand how many died because COVID worsened other issues. Because to me, that's still a COVID death. Someone I know of died because they caught COVID and, and his suppressed immune system meant that TB, which was dormant in his system, actually killed him or caused the final complication. Anyway, to me, that's a death due to COVID. He, um, he it's extremely unlikely he would have died without it. And while I won't count, I wouldn't count someone being killed by cancer too uh, late, like too late because they couldn't get seen um, as a COVID death. It's still absolutely relevant in assessing the threat and damage caused by COVID. All the chronic Tory underfunding of the health system and pandemic preps but that's another day and i think that's i think that's it isn't it i mean i don't you make it a tory labor thing but i think when you do that again it just puts people's backs up and then people get defensive and don't actually respond to the actual problem which is we need to find a way of dealing with this virus right i mean the fact that they're talking about to get back to work, no masks, just crack on now. They haven't even said, oh, it's because we think we've got to the right immunisation level. It's just like, oh, we, we've had enough. We've had enough too. And part of me also feels like, oh, is it because of Boris's parties and stuff? And you get into that, you know, you know that thing of they're trying to distract us. But there's so much going on, I don't even know what they're distracting us from. You know what I mean? They list the restrictions to distract us from what the parties, where the parties are happening, distract us from what the, the potential war in Ukraine. It's just like, it's like I don't, your head just starts spinning. I don't even know where to be looking and not looking. If they make me look here, where should I be looking? And it's, it's a bit nuts. It's crazy. But anyway, that's me um, talking like I know how the world runs. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, do I? Let's get on some Dear Deirdre. And um, then this, and end this. Um, let's go. Ooh, ooh, this is so delicious. Dear Deirdre, my husband is messaging old fame who he recently learned had his only son. I mean, that's tough, but you can't blame your, your husband. Right, if it's an old flame, didn't know that it was his kid, now he wants to be involved in a kid's life, he's going to have to talk to the old flame, right? Um, without reading the story, like, what kind of arsehole guy would that be if he has a kid and he's like, babe, I love you, so bum that you. <laughs> Is that the guy you want to have kids with yourself? I don't think so. Dear Digi, my husband has been messaging an old flame who he recently learned had his only son. It's complex and tragic because this son was born 30 years ago. Oh my God, then it's fine. Just let him into the family, let him come to Christmas and your husband's birthday and just move on. Like, he's there now. I thought the kid was like seven, it's gonna be all in your house and you have to be making him dinner and you have to build a relationship with him. It's easy. It's complex and tragic because this son was born 30 years ago after they had a brief fling. But he died last year, oh my god, in a motorbike accident before my husband had the chance to meet in Bumbaras. So, oh man, that is, that is brutal. 
So yeah, so now he's now he has to talk to the old flame and really build up this image of the kid through her. That is oh that's horrendous. Why'd you tell him now? That's just mean. You can't get a DNA test on a dead body, can you? I mean, it seems like a crude thing to ask, but it's like, why? Why after these, this many years? I don't know. Anyway, my husband and I got together soon after that thing, and he only learned about this, his son's existence recently when his ex got in touch. He's 52, I'm 49. We have two grown-up daughters of our own. He was crushed to learn he would never get to know his child and has spent time talking to his ex, trying to find out as much as possible about him. He now wants to see all of his son's childhood photos and know what he was like as a baby through to a man. I think you've got to let him have that. Um, I've supported him through all this as best I can, but recently I've discovered that he's had secret chats and inappropriate ones at, mm, at that with his ex and calls her babe and sugar. Jesus Christ, bruv. Come on. Focus on your you. Focus on the, your dead son. Why, you, why is your boner getting involved? Um, they have also exchanged topless and naked images. What is happening? When did the conversation go from dead son to dick pics? Like, what What tangent was that? What kind of acceleration of conversation is this? Imagine catching up with an old friend. And be like, oh, man, I saw that your, 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 your brother died. Yeah, it's really sad, man. Oh, yeah, anyway. You're looking good. <laughs> like, like what, is, what is happening? It's absolute deviant. Because uh, all my support, I feel utterly betrayed. After confronting him, he told me he loves me and won't talk to any other woman again. Bruv, that's not the point. Because you, you, you know you have to talk to her to get to know your son. But why? Why are you stroking while messing her? I really love him and I thought we had a strong relationship, but he has tipped my world upside down. I want us to stay together and he, and he feels the same. How do I get past this hurt and move on? I realise he didn't actually cheat, so why am I struggling so much? Um, he did cheat, you can't send topless pictures. I mean, I'm sure he didn't send a topless picture. What's a topless picture to a woman? A guy said a topless picture. No, he needs to send a bottomless picture. That's where the, that's where the material is. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, oh, I don't know. Go, go with him. There you go, go with him. And, and go and, and do what? That's what it should have been anyway. It should have been like a family day out, right? It should have been him, daughters. Um, maybe you, if you want to go. You don't necessarily need to go because that isn't someone you necessarily have any relation to. Me would have been your stepson, but what does that mean? I'm not being cruel, but what does that mean really? Like, whereas the girls, that was their older brother. And that was his son. But yeah, maybe the three of them should go. Then you know that, you know, your husband's not going to get his dick sucked with the daughters there supervising. We'll see. Anyway, well, that's, that's, what, that's how you move forward. Anyway, had enough. I regret getting married and want out just three months. After just three months, Jesus. What have you found out in those three months that you didn't know before? That's what I always want to know when these marriages break down so early. Like, what... What, what do you think you was getting involved with here? Dear dear, I got married three months ago and already went out. Even before we married, I was wobbling. There you go. There, there is. You know, before we married, I was wobbling, but my wife threatened to take her life if I didn't go ahead with it. Brilliant. Locked in. Fantastic. 
has she got a good life assurance scheme or something? Because I think that gets negated if she kills herself. Just check the policy, mate. If that's why you got married, because you may have got married for no reason. Then what she kills herself in a way that makes it like a murder, and then you're suspected. Oh, man. Anyway, that was very callous of me to go that way. But I just think it's a bit dumb. Like, I think someone making a suicide ultimatum is reasons to delay the wedding. Just maybe. I don't know. But I know the pressure, though. The pressure of actually calling off a wedding. I can't imagine the pressure. Like, a few days before something happens, then you're literally like, we must call off the wedding. Call it off. Not because of... The, the venue's on fire and you can't get married there anymore. So it's out of your control. Literally, you've been given information that makes you go, I don't think I can marry this person anymore. Oof, the pressure on the day. Oh, gee, I'm happy I've never had to be there. All right, I'm 39 and my wife's 35. Before we met, I'd been in and out of relationship. We were friends for around six years before we got together. So you should have really got the insight to what they're like as a person. Maybe not as a girlfriend, though. That is always very different, right? You know, some people are friends. They're so cool. They're so chill. That one, the guys. Then you actually get in a relationship with them. It's like, they're a dick. I can see why that guy split up with her and that guy split up with her. <laughs> Different person. Um, I didn't fancy her. And I suppose part of the reason I went ahead with the marriage was fear. Jesus, marriage out of fear. I didn't want to be left living alone with my parents. How old are you? 39. I mean, that's no need to rush, bro. Like... You're a man. You get married whenever. Um, I fancied I fancied my ex who messed me about. And, t- and truth be told, I still wish I was with her. We were together for almost a year. Jesus. She was really into me at first, but we split after two years because neither of us would move for the other. Oh, that's dumb. That's dumb. It's dumb. You, didn't, you wouldn't move for her, but now you're pining after her. Like, you should have moved then, innit? Shut up. Uh, my wife and I have good jobs. Um own our own home and on the surface things look good but deep down it's not what I want um yeah listen you are marrying for some terrible reasons um marrying just for love is not always great but it's it's a better foundation than this shit nah you know what I mean Love has to be there. This doesn't sound like there's love at all. It just sounds a bit odd. And this woman's threatening to kill herself. Um, which didn't actually get mentioned in the rest of that story, did it? It's, it was just there. So, yeah, she's threatening to kill herself. So, what? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but you're already married now, so... Maybe you haven't had sex and you can get it annulled. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. How do they prove that? That you haven't had sex in a relationship so you can just get it annulled, paid free, don't have to pay divorce fees and just crack on with life. How how do they do that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, right, last one. Um, ooh. All right. Drifted apart. I miss my best friend after she started dating a new man I don't approve of. Oh, okay. 
I did, did you? I was shocked when my friend told me she was going on a date as her husband had only died two months before. Yeah, it's a massive rebound, but life's short, isn't it? We're both 65 and have known one one another since we were at school. That's, that is actually very sweet. I went along with it, but told her to be careful. The new bloke sounds like a bit of a player and acts oddly oddly sometimes constantly quizzing her about her financial commitments mm, yeah that's a that's a consideration isn't it when you're like pensioner age you don't know if donnie's coming to wipe out your pension one time because they're old you think well they've got their own pension they might have lived their life recklessly there's no there's no pot at the end for them this this was that you are their pension I was going to get with some old bird. Bit senile. Take her shit. You know what I mean? That is mad. Anyway, they start, they've started a relationship, but it's on and off. Um, he has big... He has. He also had big plans which involved her money, of course. We haven't spoken for a couple of years now. Uh, after a big, fall, a big falling out, I had enough um, as she ignored my text. I'm sure it was because she knew I disapproved of her partner. Even so, I miss her friendship. I want to get in touch, but I'm scared. Here's the thing. When people, when your friends are in like a bad relationship, right, you, you kind of always have to be there for them so you can give them that out um, to let them know there is a route out because that always adds to their feeling of being trapped in a relationship if they've got no friends who are there. But the way the mind does it, does you dirty is if you are in a relationship and you've got a friend who said they disapprove but they're there for you, it's almost like that fear of them going, I told you so, is as big as the actual abuse you're suffering in a relationship itself. It's mad, right? But that is how we are as humans. Shame. These, you know, these invisible things that are really heavy and weighty. Shame, guilt, you know, um, love, all those emotions. They're, they're invisible, but they are so heavy. And, oof, shame. We don't want shame. You don't want to feel stupid. It's like when people get scammed. The reason they don't tell people is they feel they know they they're stupid. I'm so dumb. I got scammed. I should have seen it. And if you've got someone who's there, go. Well, I told you. You don't want to tell them. I know, but I'm going to double down. I might even put more money in <laughs> to prove that I'm not stupid. And that's how it goes, man. Um, Alright, I think that's it. This is the pod. I think I'm done talking. I'm done talking. Yeah, it's almost an hour. Almost an hour of being natural away. Um, not helping to put my child to bed. <laughs> so I've got to record this pod. So I hope you enjoyed it, people. Alright? Hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, this Saturday, the 5th of February, I'll be at Top Secret Comedy Club, Jewelry Lane, near um, Holborn, 2pm. I'll be trying new material. Uh... I think I have 15, 20 minutes. So I'm going to commit to doing new material. Um, just get writing this week just to build up that material. And then um, there's Saturday. Tickets are sold out, so don't worry about it. But I'll be in Croydon, Royal Croydonia. Um, so yeah, let me try to find something to do between those gigs. One finishes at four, one starts at 7.30. That's three and a half hours. Is there a gig somewhere in between, maybe? Is there football on that? I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'll go find somewhere and watch some football in a local Croydon pub. 
real Croydon. Anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. I'm chatting nonsense. Peace.